Oh, we're on. And we are on. Welcome back. Thanks again for tuning in. We've got two unbelievable guests. I was saying, I was saying a brick at the start. Yeah. Good things happen in your presence. <laughs> Very true. Now, I wasn't taking the piss because I've hit two PBs today on two lifts that have been stagnating for about. As did long he as I or did remember. he not yell at you? Oh, fuck, he abused me. Good, good. You got to. Screamed. Absolutely. I, I said to him, like, whenever I see you on social media, all this is you screaming at. <laughs> Slapping on the back Yeah Smelling salts oh, I want that treatment I want you to treat me like a d- <laughs> Bro <laughs> There's that Like I remember COVID So COVID nights Like when we were in COVID right? Was, I think it was like 2020 Like we are just training hard And like I was like, We were just training so fucking hard And I remember I didn't want to train If Brick wasn't around I'm like Because <laughs> Because it was like I just wanted to fucking push myself to the next limit So every time I'd be squatting I'm like Where's Brick I need Brick And we had some absolutely filthy videos <laughs> that I would probably be illegal to show of like me and Brick just like getting angry, aggressive, like smacking the walls. Like, oh, it was, it was terrifying. Whack them up on live leak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like there Some was people a- jack off to that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it, uh, it's, it turns people on. It's premium content. And like the thing is as well, when Dirk, I believe it was when he hurt his shoulder. Elbow. Elbow, sorry. Um, <laughs> there was a period there where he like literally just did safety bar squats and everything like that oh. and it was just fucking nuts like just loud music just you so gotta get this up like you don't get this up <laughs> it's just like, I fuck scenarios we, but yeah. we went into a different world like I look at it and I wasn't able to ollie lift at the time so I'm like I just all I needed to do was squat fucking heavy and safety bar squat because I had my arm in a fucking brace and Brick's like we're not backing down here so it's like because I, I need a brick around me I'm like someone who squat deads bench heavy all the time we're not doing any ollies I'm like I just need to push something so we're going to push the squat I love that and a lot of people love to use their like injury or their diagnosis as an excuse for being a bitch oh, so I'm like you just that. embraced it fuck I hate that bro like legit I hate when people like oh, I got an injury I'm like bro Fuck, work around it, bro. Yeah. Like a safety bar, bro. Brick took me to Melbourne Strength Culture. I pitch shark, belt squatted. You know I, mean? I remember the day I belt squatted 240 for 12, and like I think Brick literally had his head in my ass. Like, <laughs> it, it was True. that intense. It was True. that intense. It was a 9 a.m. on a Monday morning, and Brick was just fucking already going. I think he had three monsters already. <laughs> <laughs> Stimmed to the fucking max. That's good stats. <laughs> I, I do remember Didier Vasulio once told me. Vasulio. Vasulio. <laughs> Um, Vasilio once said to me technically if it's before 12 p.m. 12 p.m. you can take as much caffeine as you want <laughs> it doesn't change yeah. anything yeah the like, half-life would be all gone by uh, when you want to go to bed isn't it yeah exactly so he's like whether you take 100 100 milligrams or fucking 500 he's like doesn't matter he's like just take it just pop it you feel good and you're all good and if it's 5 p.m. it's 12 p.m. somewhere yeah. <laughs> get after it <laughs> that's it as long as it's 12 p.m. somewhere before 12 p.m. then you're all good Oi, tell the people how you did your elbow because this actually makes me sick to think about um, okay, so I was at I was at nationals for Olympic weightlifting. I was on my third attempt, so I missed the second attempt at ninety kilos, and I went back to do my third attempt. And look, there's a lot of things that went wrong wrong going up to the competition, but on the day, pretty much flicked it up, tried to hold it, leaned back, I still held onto it, and I just felt this like double pop, and that that was my common flexor tendon and my MCL ligament, and my elbow just came fucking straight off the bone. And that was fucked. That was, a, I hate looking at the video, the feeling of it, because the bar's gone straight down. It's missed my head by like fucking this mm. much. So I was pretty fortunate that, like I'm actually very grateful that bar didn't land on me because it's kind of gone sh- like that and straight down, but I've kind of fallen onto the side. That, so. 
Makes me sick. I, I dislocated my shoulder overhead pressing a couple of 35s. Overhead pressing? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Really? And shit. Like dumbbells. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think he made it 35 kilos on the bar. I'm like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> you no, bro, 35 kilo dumbbells. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always feel sick just thinking about the feeling of my shoulder popping out under that load. But I also every now and then think, imagine if that came down on my noggin. Yeah. Oh, imagine if like, really, like fucking thing. that falls. You don't realize in the moment, you're like, holy fuck, I'm, I'm lucky. Because, like, yeah. if that, like, I know we're obviously getting a real, like, emotional here, but, like, if that hit your head, bro, like, you'd fucking be dead. Holy no, fucking no. Exactly right. It can happen as well. And it's the thing as well for injury, like, you don't realise the emotional toll it takes as well. And the fact that people can get, that's more important, like, as it, for our job. So, like, obviously we're trying to get people back to 100%, but it's also just managing that rehab process. And sometimes that shit happens. Like, you just get people that just, you know, are so emotional and so just worried about, the cost and like, you know, you can have like 200 kilos come on the back of your head or like on your neck and stuff. Um, and it's just like, fuck, how do I get back to that point to where I'm lifting efficiently and also just like, so I'm not mentally fucked. That can happen now. Back injury I had a few weeks ago has been so humbling for me because I'm like finally been put in the shoes of clients that have like developed some sort of kinesiophobia from their back injury yeah. and yep. all the shit that they've been fed from shit physios telling them <laughs> that they shouldn't round their back or whatnot and yeah. so they're fragile yeah they're fragile yeah, they've got glass spines and so now wherever they go to deadlift they're just fucking in their own head about yeah. their back. and now i know that feeling doing my back deadlifting and i even today when i did that 200 brute like yeah. i was it's always in the back of my mind yeah. whenever i go heavy now like oh just waiting for that pop so i didn't even realize that in terms of like your like the back injury so it's like and it can happen. It's just like you do he like a fucking... now that he yelled at you and tried to tell you that you're a fucking wet bitch. <laughs> and I do it again. He's, he's, he's got guilt now. <laughs> I do it again. But uh, no, it's... It's where you talk about like... You got up there, the anti-fragile sort of stuff. It's like you want to be as robust as possible, but also it's like... It's a language. Um, I think... I know we might talk about it before. You might talk about it before in a post, but it's like the language in which you use with clients. It's like if you're like just... Um, just always demonizing certain things. I was like, this is shit. You can't do this. You can't do this. Yep. Can't load your spine under, like, sorry, yeah, can't load your spine or anything like that. It's not going to fucking work. And they're going to be like worried about all these things for years to come. So it's like, yeah, you want to sort of obviously get them back in everything as well. But yeah, what, how you use that language? Oh, language is it. so important. I'll, I'll never tell a client that they're weak or that they're fucking broken or whatever. That I mean, shit says it right there. That fucking yeah. anti fragile. That shit's going to yeah. stick with them forever. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think. The words you feed yourself will dictate what you can achieve and what, where, like, uh, fuck me. Like, I get this is going to go down a fucking rabbit hole, mate. Right. But, like, <laughs> people love categorizing themselves. And, like, don't get me wrong, I we've all been through things, like, mentally or physically, like, you know, but just to say, be like, I'm anxiety. That's it. Like that. Fuck. Like, bro, we all go through anxiety. I don't think it's not. It's not a real thing. We all go. Through, like, people are gonna go through depression. People are gonna go through different stages of mental illness. But to categorize and say you're in, like that's you're fucking stuck. Yeah. Is like I don't know. I don't like categorizing. I would be like you're experiencing completely fine. That everyone's gonna go through different things. You're experiencing a point where you know your body may have broken down, but you're not fragile. You're experiencing a point where you're mentally struggling but you're not completely depressed forever. Do you know what I mean? I hate it categorizing because people put themselves in a place where they think they're stuck and they don't realize that, but they say it to themselves. So now it's like, it's a fucking thing. I, I'm that. So I can't do any of that. It's like, well, that's bullshit. You are that, but you have to do some work and you can get out of it. Fucking Whether hell. it takes fucking one week, two weeks, three years or fucking 20 years. Do you know what I mean? But you're not stuck. And a lot of people get themselves into ruts by 
you know, doing that with their career. Like, you know, I am a crossfitter. I'm a powerlifter. I'm a vegan. Carnivore. <laughs> she, man. Shit. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking identity crisis shit. Yeah, but yeah. bad. Like, that's the thing. And it's like, it can be across anything. It doesn't even have to be like, the way you're feeling, it could be, yeah, I'm this, I'm that. Bro, it's like, they they put so much categorization into that thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I am in pain. <laughs> yes. Which they can't go with ebbs and flows of life. Yeah. Affirmations. I'm oh, yeah. strong. I'm not weak. All that sort of stuff. Love that. I was at the piss with that, but also like the guys yeah. at Culture, they've literally gone through that sort of stuff. That's literally their MO now. It's like for so many years, it was like we're powered in gym. And now it's like after COVID and even like at the moment, they're doing like getting so many people that were in strength sports into running and like aerobic work. And there's so much stuff like that, which is fun. Like training's fun. It's not, it's not our lives. Like, sorry, it's not our, we're not going to get paid for in terms of like us training, but what we can do is enjoy what we do. And it's like, if you're stuck in a rut of just doing fucking powerlifting and you don't fucking enjoy it, well, what the fuck? Do something you enjoy. Like do some, do some machine work. Do like, I don't know, go, you know, do just more pliers. Like, do some other stuff playing a team on the weekend and stuff like that's that it's competitive just, sport yeah exactly and it's people that like don't fucking play competitive sport I've never played competitive sport that are so hyper specified and hyper specific in terms of like powerlifting fuck yeah or just in general strength sports it's like you're meant to do a lot of things it's like you want to if you want to specify on that it's cool and you want to fucking do that for 10 years 15 years good on you go ahead but it's like we want to enjoy shit like and doing different shit like you were talking about Tyler how you're doing like, a bit more like but having sort of now lifted yeah. a bit heavier now and it's like, all right, crazy. You can understand that sort of stuff and you might do after Europe, you go come back. It's like, I want to do more aerobic base now. I want to do some more, you know, um, a bit more high reps and stuff yeah. like that. Like doing obviously a bit more oil lifting, but now going back into soccer, um, doing a bit more sort of athletic development sort of stuff and the way he's programming. So yeah, don't, as you said with identity, don't get stuck in that one thing. Fuck you get yeah. stuck in that one thing, you're just going to go fucking, yeah, it's well, not going to be fun. Well, let's be real. Like there's a good, transfer effect across all of them like <laughs> powerlifting you can still get really good body composition gains like yeah. Olympic lifting you can still be a really good athlete like you know I mean yeah you're gonna have to tailor it a little bit to where you're going but fuck me like they all they all can transfer it's all across yeah, yeah it's not like it's not like you're just training this one specific fuck body it you're deadlifting now you max down you're gonna yeah. be a fat cunt like that's yeah. it. <laughs> you're done like True. you're done you're done <laughs> like, like I've had some of the biggest PBs in my life over the last year and I've yeah barely done any traditional strength training yeah like, i fucking deadlift once a week if that today hit 200 kilos yeah sure back listens to that too huh? i tell you yeah. back that fucking oath yeah fuck yeah listen up can't yeah, okay. <laughs> progress isn't linear it's just it's not like people fuck me quote that baby <laughs> that on fight, hey. you know when brick's already on like 10 minutes in and he's already just naming quotes wow <laughs> you, you amaze me fucking works me you amaze me bro yeah, look. <laughs> fuck you amaze me <laughs> no nah, but we're talking about this as well um, in Tell our me. potty um, yesterday as well. It's just like, you're never going to be up like this. There's always going to be stuff that happens. Mm. And as you said, days it feel like shit, you hit PBs. Go through days you don't feel, <laughs> Days you don't feel good, you might... Yeah, sorry, days you feel good, you might not hit the numbers you want. So it's like, yeah, it's just... That's where RPE is good as well, but also it's like... Yeah, it's a bit of... It depends. It's actually funny. Um, fuck, I forgot where I saw it, but it was like an Olympian talking about their training and it was like, it, you got to go by the rule of thirds. Now, don't... Don't correct me. I can't remember it exactly. So, but it was like something like only one third of your training, like it, at this level, like if you're really trying to push for a goal, like one third of your training is fun. One third of your training is really hard. And one third of your training is in the middle. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, if it's all fun, it's probably not working hard enough. It's at all hard and you're not actually getting any enjoyment out of it. Then you're probably not going to be sustainable. Do you know what I mean? And if it's that middle rule, 
well, then you're probably just going to stay where you're at. I haven't heard that one before. Rule of thirds. Yeah, Rule of nice. thirds. And I really I liked it. I was like, holy shit, that's true. Because people are like, oh, you're just going to fucking grind out. Like, everything's hard. I'm like, like nonstop. Like, waking up and like, they're fucking... <laughs> like, every day. I'm like, bro, you can have fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> it can be enjoyable. But then at the same time, people are like laughing around, like, you know, lift a barbell up and down. It's like, that's good fun. But you did jack shit. I'm like, well... Yeah, yeah there's a hard. certain prerequisite level of stress that your muscles actually need to experience in order to adapt. Hundred percent. A lot of people aren't training hard enough. Hundred percent. Wow. No, no, that's so li- literally it. Like, like it. we have we have that as well. Like, um, I consider what pictures. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, look at the. Yeah, we won't call them out, but um, yeah, we have people that like um, through training with Dirk and. Especially even no, the no, you though. No, I'm, the, I'm the one who fucking d- deals with bitches. Uh. <laughs> Not you though. All your clients are the animals, right? <laughs> no, yeah. no, but like it's it's fun. Like mini bricks. <laughs> when train with Dirk, it's like good because um, you see that intensity and stuff, and that's what we want. Like he, especially with the boys um, training Woodford. I haven't been training there too much at the moment, but from what I've seen, it's all like it's all fucking go go go. It's like they're all pushing each other. That's what you want, like, in training. Obviously, you're going to have periods where you need a little bit of low stress, but it's like you want that training environment because that's going to create, you know, greater lifters and, like, people just pushing hard. Like, Bro, I yeah. fucking told Max. Yeah, so Max has been pushing, like, one of our coaches, right, uh, and best mate. Like, fucking, he's been pushing loads and he wants to just get, like, he's been doing really well. He's put on heaps of size. Like, he's looking fucking great. And then he's like, now, I don't want my next step is. And I'm like, show me a program. Because like, I see what he would do. We all train together. I'm like, bro. You're doing volume, 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 volume. But I'm like, you're loading. You're not pushing intensity. I'm like, you're always saying, oh, I want to do one more set to get a bit more volume. I'm like, bro, how about you stick with two sets? Like Jamie Bush says, I fucking love it. Yeah. Hard training, bro. I'm like, you're doing four sets, five sets. Like, great. And you're getting that burn. You're getting a bit of volume there. But you know what you haven't tapped into? Fucking working hard. If you, uh, if you are able to do five sets of anything, Fuck you're that. not fucking working hard yeah. enough. No, cunt. Unless, like, you're my Hungarian weightlifting coach and he used to say, let's do five by five of hard fucking sets. That was that was cu- crucial. That was, like, fucked. That was... Like, these days, I'm on the fucking ground after that. Yeah, like, you'd be <laughs> done. Like, I'd be done. Like, anytime I'd done that, like, if you did really five by five hard sets, oh, my God, no. Like, that's disgusting. There's so much in just pushing yourself and your clients to, two like, sets, true right? failure. Proper failure. You don't need to be slamming that shit every week, but... Mm. Every now and then, just give it a nudge. Yeah. I hate people who come in and it's like three sets of eight, first set of eight. It's like, oh, just getting my body moving. Like, go fucking warm up if yeah. you want. Or just get into it, cunt. That's a warm up like, set. Don't yeah, get bro, that. That's not fucking your first set of eight. Like, I don't know. Like, I, there's, there's, again, room for reps, leaving reps in the tank, you know, athletic development, make sure they're not too sore. But when you're trying to work hard, work fucking hard. God. Like, do you know what I mean? If, like I said to him, I'm like, if you're not there by like the eighth, like, <laughs> like if, if you fail eighth, I wouldn't even be mad. Like, I, would, I don't mind getting people to the point where I prescribe a two sets of eight, but they hit six or seven. Because I'm like, you know what, fuck it. Like, we know where you're that proximity failure is. Um, I've been a bit triggered with this whole pain and movement shit this morning. I, I woke, up Slap to, me. woke up to an email from Uh-oh. one of our members, had a bit of back pain, saw a doctor, and doctor told her to just pretty much avoid all, Get physical, a surgery. Activity, avoid yeah. all physical activity and goes back to normal. Oh, that's fucking shit. <laughs> okay, so it just disappears. My bad, I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what happens, doesn't it? Ignore everything, uh, or the whole problem. Like, bro, you know what's funny? Like, when we look at our body in comparison to anything else in life, we lose complete logic, right? Anything else in life, there's an issue. Work on it, make sure it's okay, fix it. Like, there's a drip, there's fucking water dripping from your house. We'll fix it so the water stops dripping, yeah. right? But if we treat our body like that, it'd be like, okay, this pain, fix the leak, fix it up, and then we're all good, right? So what? You're just saying there's water dripping from the house. Yeah, leave it. It'll, it'll stop. <laughs> it'll fu- yeah, when it's not raining, then it fucking rains again. And 
Like, there's like it's just logic. If there's an issue, you work on it. I'm going to clip that shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually elite. I love that. I haven't yeah. heard that analogy before. No, yeah. I just fucking made it up then. But it's, it's <laughs> legit though. <laughs> I just made it up. Yeah. But, but it's true though. Like, it's, it's logic. What we do is fucking logic. I always yeah. simplify it to anyone. I'm like, because we can get fancy, we can go technical. But like, when you bring it back down, it's logic. There's an issue, we'll work on it and work around it. What is the dumbest thing you've ever heard from like... <laughs> oh, that's pretty hard, man. We hear a lot of dumb shit. Oh, Brick, what? Fuck, uh, what? I don't even know. Like, the, there's some stuff around like... Rounding spine's a big one, just like you mm. can't bend your spine on a load. Um, oh, strength training makes you slower. Yeah. That, that, tri- <laughs> yeah. that triggers me every time. Like... Um, Stunts growth. I had... I'm not going to name who, but I had a teenager and I was training them and they were like, oh, I just want to be faster. Like, I'm doing... Like, you know, this strength work, I feel like it's going to make me slower. Because, um, like, you know, I do, I get to the game day and I'm feeling sluggish. And I'm like, okay, show me your weekly schedule. And they would fit in, like, 15 extra sessions across their week. I'm like, it's not the strength training. It's the fact that you're overtraining drastically yeah. and you're fucking fatigued. Yeah. You dumb fuck. Nervous system's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then we, start, we started changing. They're like, oh, I feel really good. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> Something in that. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. People think like, oh, like, I hate that. That triggers me. Strength training makes you slow. It triggers me so hard. And younger kids, like, they think it's like they always have to, like, push hard. Like, which you do, yeah. But also, like, you got to be smart about shit. It's a time to push and it's a time to pull back. So, it's like a day before the game. Don't need to fucking run yourself into the ground and go nuts. Like, that's – um. so, I don't know what it's been like at the moment uh, with the athletes at Woodford. Like, Dirk obviously deals with a lot of them. But – it's like, it was a lot of like back in the day, just pushing, pushing, pushing. And it'd just be like, you know, you got to grind. You got to work with grind fucking, that shits me, but like that word, but like, just got to work hard and all that sort of stuff. Like just the context of the series. Nah. Like, we know like, what we mean though. <laughs> like grind set, you got to fucking always, like, yeah, there's time to work, but man, like you don't need to fucking kill yourself. Um, you know, 22 hours out of the fucking day, just, no, no, <laughs> just working. Like it's, it's a balance, it, right? And it's a balance. And if you have a really good off to pre, you're in yeah. season, like there's a time to work and there's a time to pull back a bit. And like, I was chatting about it with Lockie Kennett because I, I, I write Lockie Kennett's program. Friend of the show. Um, great <laughs> man. <laughs> um, great man. Um, and we're talking about it and it's like one week you feel great. Like we're, we're doing uh, a wave cycle, like six, four, two, five, three, one, five, things like that in his first day of the week or we hit a bit more maximal strength i'm like bro you your weights week to week will fucking fluctuate like one week it's going to be 100 105 110 150 uh you know like 100 again right but then the week after could be 80 85 but you still worked hard Mm. it's still maximal strength training but it's like it's it's very reliant on how you feel like in season that's where things like rp understanding the way you feel subjective based uh, monitoring is very important. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Like, there's so many factors. Like, fucking infinite that can influence pain, how you're feeling, force output, all that sort of shit to the point where it's almost impossible to measure. But we do our best. Yeah. We do our best. Like, measuring your sleep, stress, fucking... The weather outside, even, man. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, 
Sounds simple as that. You can get like people that see a gloomy day and they're just like, nah. yeah, yeah it's like they're mood. They're mood. Actually, actually, people like to know. I just I feel like shit today. It's cloudy. Wow, today's fucking done. It's ruined. Yeah, fuck, it sucks. And like, this like, is something what? we were talking about on our potty the other day. Like it really grinds our gears when people like, grind. Something like Calm down, Brick. Calm down. Calm down. I'm about to lose it. He's sweating bullets. He's about to like lose it. Fuck it. Brick's holding himself. Back, right? <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Cucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What's that? What's that? The boner. <laughs> oh, she. Oh, <laughs> yeah. People just let like you know a lack of sunshine affect their day, affect whether yeah. they're going to train or not, go for their walk, whatever. Like unless it is thunder and lightning, yeah, big gusts of wind, and you could actually die by stepping outside from a tree fall <laughs> from a fucking tree falling in your head. I still head, expect you to step outside. Then fucking, yeah. Okay, maybe not go for your walk, but put a rain jacket on. Get a little bit of movement in. We'll fucking go to the gym and walk if in the treadmill. If that's the case, yeah. go walk around the house. Yep. Yeah, but don't, you don't not walk. <laughs> Drop like, and give me 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burpees. <laughs> Bro, like, I think the biggest thing is I really value the people that when they structure it in their week, it's like, it's not whether I'm going to do it. It's how am I going to do it? It's not like, okay, it's raining. There's a fucking hurricane outside. But I said, I'm going to train now. Well, it's in my schedule. I'm going to fucking train. If that means I grab a fucking saucepan and do something with a saucepan, then fucking so be it. One saucepan up, like a deficit fucking push-up. I don't know. Just figure that on the spot. Something that you're big on that I love is like, figure it out, get it done. Yeah, fuck yeah. Literally on a shirt. This is actually... Yeah, fuck. I'm going to buy that I gotta, shirt. Yeah. So I, I brought about... Fuck, I don't know. Was it two, three years ago? I brought about a t-shirt that has my two favorite quotes on it. It's, welcome to the fight and figure it out. I'm going to buy that. Is it, do, you, do you release them still? Yeah, I still have some at home. Right. So if you want some, just tell me. I'll, fucking, yeah. I'll get them at home. Yeah. We'll sort it out. But bro, like Briggs got some. All, all the OGs. Like everyone at fucking the gyms got them. It was, it was awesome. I bought it about, not really just to, it wasn't like a money. There's more so like, these are my favorite quotes. It was sick. I was in COVID. I wanted to do something. So I got a design artist to fix it up. And I just thought that'd be fucking cool. And I loved it. Like, because for me, those two quotes are the biggest things that mattered to me. Like, welcome to the fight. Like, bro, every day is a fucking fight. And it, you can either fucking be positive about it, you can either be a fuckwit about it, you can go back to bed and sleep. Like, bro, every day's a fight. It doesn't have to be a shit fight. It doesn't mean you have to be negative, but every day's a fight because you know why? Because nothing's optimal. That's my rule. Nothing's fucking optimal. And that's where Figure, figure It Out came in. Fuck optimal. Every day, you welcome, you, you welcome yourself to the fight. You either fucking wake up and you're like, I'm gonna fucking make today a great day, and you figure it out. And that's why those two quotes are intertwined because every day's a fight and you just figure it out. Because, like, if you go through a day and, like, I look at my day, bro. Every, bro, if I scroll through my calendar of the weeks, like, this was my day, what did it turn out to be? Completely fucking different. That many things went wrong. That many things went right. I had to change this. I had to change that. Oh, yeah, can you do this? Oh, can you do that? Oh, new task here. I had to move this rep. Fuck it. Made it from 6 a.m. fucking all the way till bedtime. Do you know what I mean? Fuck it. Still find a way to get a dub. Like, even the darkest days. Like, <laughs> exactly. find a way to get four points. Yeah, exactly you know right. I mean? Or at least split them. So yeah. <laughs> you just figure it the fuck out. Like there, there is literally no reason. That's why I'm trying to say if there was a hurricane outside and you said you're going to train, train at home. Do it. Like just do it. Like it's in your schedule. I just, I don't know. I'm a very particular guy. Like if it's in my schedule, it's going to be done. Uh, advice I have for clients is I like, treat it as if it's an appointment. It's an appointment. Fuck oath it is. That's a good like, one. Like you're going yeah. to the doctor, like you're going to get your hair cut. You don't bail on that shit. Mm, 100%. Why do you fucking bail on me? Yeah, exactly right. Like you want to have those said things as well. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And it's just like, that's that time you have um, for yourself and then just have fun. Like, just enjoy it. Like, some days it's going to fucking suck. But it's like, if you're, and that's where community comes in as well. If you've got a yes. good culture around, you've got friends you can lean on, 
come in, you see like your best mate there is fucking training to a heavy trap bar dead. It's like, all right, sweet, we're in, we're good. Yes, yeah, so it's enjoyable. That's what me and you were talking about when you first got <laughs> here, bro. Like, it's about creating an environment where people yeah. want to come to because that's Absolutely. the battle. That is the battle. Yeah. That's the fight, like showing up. It doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing here until you get to a seriously high level, as you said, like when you're getting paid for it. Yeah. Until then, you do fucking anything and probably <laughs> probably get the result you want. People don't give as much of a fuck of training as like we do. We care. We love training. Yeah. Some people don't give a fuck. They just, it's just um, so come in, tick some boxes and that's it. It's health. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's, forget, it's actually good for your health. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> but like pe- people like they'll be in an office all day or they'll do stuff like that. They just want to come in and just smash some tea and have some fun. And it's like, if you're just here and it's just fucking, hurt, it's like, well, they're not going to want to come back. But if you enjoy it, it's like, there's a reason why um, to do coaches in the mornings, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, there's a reason why those sessions are fucking flooded because they all enjoy it. They're all mates. They all want to get better. And it's like it's created a fucking awesome environment at Woodford to where like those guys come back. Got kids going in there at fucking six o'clock in the morning that they want to go in and train it. They enjoy it. It's like, and all those boys you've worked with a lot as well, obviously. Um, Nate, Bennett, Danny, all it's those guys. Usually, it's usually my rule as a junior. Yeah. I prefer you to come in the morning. Yep. I'm like, it, it's like, you're growing up, you either learn the importance of going to bed early and you have to wake the fuck up and you get your shit done or you leave it to the after- afternoon, you're tired, you might skip your session, you might go to bed late like, or you might go do your homework at fucking 9pm at night. No, none of that shit. You're up, you're going to be there at 6am, I'll see you there. You I mean? no, it's a lesson that I didn't learn until a couple of years ago. I'm like, shit, I wish I had something. But now you, can, go, yeah. now you can implement that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, shit, yeah. Have others learn from my mistakes. Before we chat about environment, is there any brick merch coming? <laughs> Bro, I've said this nah, for because so I, long. I think you yet. underestimate. Uh, I would fucking buy it. I, I was going to think you underestimate the amount of people that jump on that and yeah. that are, I would so buy that it. are intrigued in your journey. Do a long sleeve. I, I fucking wear a long sleeve. Um, to be honest, like I was going to set something up, but honestly, nah. Like I just. I enjoy like people's merchandise. Make one. So, yeah, supporting <laughs> supporting everyone around like training like um a pig for buying just fucking merch of other uh, guys in the industry and other people in the industry. Do you but have any merch? Nah, um, it'll it'll be a delay to this year thing. All right, easy. We'll, we'll, we'll get that I'm, then. You tell me when, bro. I um <laughs> I know I just get really stuck in a perfectionist mentality, and I feel like nothing will ever be good enough. I, I just need a. I, I get in a. I, I get yeah. That, bro. Sorry, yeah. I've been I've been around. I, I feel that. I feel that. I've been. You know what I mean? Because like, especially when you you have such a high standard, mm. and you like you, you like this is what you want. Like you're there. Like this is what where I need to be. This is what I can figure it out. It's almost like anything under it is not good enough, and you like it's then you can get almost obsessed. Which is like it's I don't like people who say like oh that's such a bad thing. Well, it it is when it you can't regulate it, but don't lose that. Like yeah. that's that's a fucking good quality, you, bro. That is a great quality you have because I'm the exact same, exact same. But, and there's days where it's hard because it's like, fuck, it's, you, you know, you're grinding your gears that you have to be there. You know, it has to be perfect. And like, I also love the saying, like, perfectionism is the antithesis to done. Like, for now, just get shit done. Like, and that's where you have to... Quantity over quality. Bro, yeah, that's exactly. Where, that's just, where you have to be welcome to the fight. You have to figure it out because <clears> shit ain't going to be perfect. Do you know what I mean? Love Find it. the thing that connects with you to realise that... Strive perfection, realize you're not going to get perfection, hit the shit that you can in the day and realize that's perfect. And it's a little circle. And in the day, man, like we're just coaches. Like I don't take... That's it. Shame. <laughs> I give that. But no, anyways, like we're not... We're not what? what? As much say as like we like to don't say... Don't put us down. <laughs> this dog's putting but us as down. As much as I like Spitting to... on me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Wow, my self esteem's <laughs> dropped. I'm just gonna walk out and be like, I'm, I'm just a coach. That's all. Yeah, you, you're ah, just. Fuck. <laughs> but like we. We're, we're, we're not like doctors or anything like that. We're just meant, we're meant to make people's lives better as well. And it's like, I think you can always, always like have coaches that take themselves too seriously. And it's just like, it's just shit like that where it's just, that really annoys me. And it's just. Does it grind your gears? It grinds my gears. <laughs> Don't, say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Grind. And there's something fucked there, but yeah. Um, nah, it's just, it's enjoyable just helping people as well. And it's just like, you shouldn't, be too hung up on yourself and take yourself too seriously. Like, there's gonna be times where you just like want to say good shit as well, but it's gonna be fun. We're in a, you're in a saying you love. Oh, that's why I love watching your socials, especially. <laughs> that's all you do. Man. You just have fun, post shit you want. I don't care. Quite well, inspiring. Man, like what? Well, obviously, I can't say too much shit that um, that I want to say, but because I say some busted shit. But um, hey, worst case, it takes me ten seconds to cut it out. <laughs> But um, go on. Say it, bro. Say no, no, no. Not at the moment. We'll see how we go. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just in, I used to be someone that took myself too seriously and would be so fucking, especially with coaching. It's like I have to be this way. Like you see, like Woody. For us, like everyone's like you, you got to be like this, and this is how you got to be, and this is how you've been with this, and like I feel like we've done a good job in terms of like being ourselves, and it's just like we've got qualities that he has, but it's like especially when you start out, it's like, we have to be like this person. Like he's been a fucking mentor and industry. Almost like fucking, he'll, he'll love this, but it's almost like a pioneer in terms of S and C. Like in Australia, there's no one else doing this shit except fucking Woody back in the day. And he created a lot of jobs. and a lot of people in this industry that are still doing stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's fucking, it's fucking nuts. So it's like, we feel like we're obviously different to how he is well. And it's like, you don't have to get caught in the trap of like, this person is this way or this, your boss is this way. You have to be like this. So like try and find your own niche. For me, it's like, I just, I don't know. I'm just different. I just enjoy, you know, stuff on the weekend. Just enjoy like, just be myself. It's just, it's fun. Well, I think also like, and I'm not saying this is like, like Woody is a pioneer. Like you, like you, you, <laughs> can't, you can't be that anymore. Like, and like, this is a good thing, but like people need to accept that. And it's like, People always be like, oh, I just want to be Woody. I want to be Woody. I'm like, you can't be. Like, you you yeah. can be, you can take his, like, knowledge. You can go be similar to him. But regardless, like, he is a pioneer. Like, that's, like you have to accept that you can't be that because he's the one who started. He's the one who put his balls on the line when there's no such thing. We just can be grateful that we can take his knowledge. We can be ourselves. We can be really great coaches and we can be known for creating legacies in different aspects of being a great coach. But you're never going to be that pioneer. And that's where I, I think we have so much love and faith for him because... He did put his balls on the line at the start. He did do it when no one else was doing it. And he is the pioneer. So I don't think there's such thing as ever saying like, people like even come to me be like, oh, are you like, what am I? No, I'm different. And I'll create a legacy for being a great coach in a different aspect, but I'll never be a pioneer. That's what he's done. And it's pretty fucking impressive in my opinion. It's been done, bruv. It's been done. That's it. It's been done. People are like, oh, I want to go do it now. I'm going to be fucking creating, changing the game. I'm like, bro. Bit, bit too late to the party, bro. I think he fucking <laughs> a little bit late, bro. I think he's been putting putting his balls on the line for a little bit longer. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's like people need to look at your mentors, take what you can from them, but real like you know, trying to be them is not like you know you can't be them. Take what you can from them and realize that you need to do your own thing and you need to be yourself, right? But if someone's a pioneer, you just learn from them, you create it, and then you you, you acknowledge what they've done. And, and don't live in an echo chamber as well. Like have have multiple echo uh, echo chamber. Have multiple. No, I'm in a lot uh, of echo chambers. Mental, mental absolutely. Learn different things, man. I have about like challenge I've, your beliefs. I have that a list of fingers that I'm like I could name like my biggest mentors. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that and that's the biggest thing. They're all for different things. Love it. 
You chatted about environment, both you at Woody's before, and how you create an environment where kids are going to want to rock up at 6am. How do you do that? How do you construct an environment where people want to come to? Um, that's a really good question. Yeah, you chat about that. I'm just going to see if the thing's still recording. Yeah, I'll, I'll right. wig myself out sometimes. Right, right. <laughs> do you want me to talk, Brick? Do you want to talk? Like, No, like you go, well, you go first and I'll like, have it here. Yeah, man, I think, think about? the biggest thing is like you got to bring yourself to it first. Like if you're not... If you're not on, if you're not switched on, if you're not, if you're not in, right, no one else is going to be in. Like, before you worry about what anyone else is doing, if you're not in, if you're not like, I'm here for today, I'm here, I'm present, I'm ready, then like, don't bother. If you're sitting there thinking about something else, like, I think the biggest thing you need to worry about is, am I rocking up? Like, you don't have to be fucking switched on every day. You don't have to be like, aggressive every day. You know, there's going to be days you'd be tired, but if you're not there and you're not there for the people, they're not going to be there for you. So when I rock up, it's like, you know, I might have a million things to do today, but the only thing that matters is this fucking first session. We're going to have a great time. Preparation, man. So in the off season, so now it's okay, but in the off season, we were fucking flooded in the mornings. Like, so now, like it was to the point that I'm like, holy fuck, it's busy as fuck. So what would I do? I'd rock up literally 45 to 30 minutes earlier before anyone come in and I'd prepare the whole gym because everyone will be doing different programs, but on certain days we'll, we'll be squatting, we'll be doing certain stuff. So I'd get all the boxes lined up. I'd get all the dumbbells lined up for the dumbbell counter movement jumps. I'd get all the ISOs ready to go, force plates on the fucking platform. So when people come in, bang, there'll be a lacrosse ball, a mini band, a foam roller ready to go. So it's da, da, da. So when you rock up, and that's a way of being like, I'm ready. So if you prepare for them, they're going to prepare for you. So my biggest thing, and I learned that in America, like you, we used to roll up two hours early to prepare. Wow. But there's 126 athletes would have six hours of nonstop coaching, like just bang, bang. So you'd have to prepare. And like they'd go warm up, speed, power, strength, conditioning, all in that two hours. So it'd be like, so it's like that's if you prepare work. for it, when it's that busy, like people will roll in and show it. Right, so you you prepare like preparation's key, like you create an environment where you prepare, and then you you give your love and energy to these people. Like you, I love all my clients, and I and I really care for them. I want to see them get better. So it's like when we're there, when we're at six a.m. in the morning, I'm present, I'm prepared, and I'm giving them my love and energy. Two hours early is mental to me. I'm super keen to dive into your Iowa journey in a moment. Fuck yeah! Um, like especially for me, like I, I hate the old. If you're fucking not 15 minutes early, you're late movement. But like in those circumstances, if you're coaching six hours back to back to back, like you gotta be ready to roll. Depends yeah, on fucking fuck context as well. Like yeah. for that, it's like literally, you know, the cream of the crop. You got like, um, you know, best that the NFL probably has to offer that are gonna come through and like seven smash. guys got drafted from Iowa this year. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> right. So it's like you got you got guys in there that are fucking gonna come in and cause some hell. So it's like, <laughs> cause some hell. That's <laughs> one way to put it. <laughs> but like it's the main thing as well especially environment just firstly be yourself just people can see through bullshit if you are who you Absolutely. are like and you carry over that warmth and enjoyment for training people are going to gravitate towards you and yeah it's just like if you're just as I said if someone you're not it's not going to help as well if you enjoy what we do sometimes it's like you can be it's hard because you don't want to be like you want to obviously show your love and affection towards clients as well sometimes it can be like alright Am I maintaining enough of a coach-client relationship? Absolutely. That can be a big thing as well. But honestly, just like, I feel like people just like, no, I'm just a coach to you. That's, look, you can always be friends with clients as well. You want to maintain a bit of like, all right, I'm your coach in this situation as well, but also can have a bit of fun as well. And that creates environment as well. You get people that want to hang around and want to be in your circle and like enjoy your company. It's awesome as well. Absolutely. Yeah, you've got to tell a line between, you know, 
wanting to be liked but also be respected. Mm. But yeah, like, you can absolutely be friends with your clients. And a lot of the friends, or the majority of the friends that I've made down here since I moved to the peninsula have just been clients that have trained yeah. at Virtus. Like, it can be done. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add on the uh, environment at Woody's um, before we move on? No, nah, pretty much Dirk summed it up really well. It's like they, when they go in as well, they want to be there. It's like they want to be there for Dirk and it's like they want to show him it's like this is what we're doing with this. So it's like, um, and obviously our other boys like uh, Max Manav, um, Woody himself as well. Um, they've been really good in terms of just getting clients in, just enjoying it and just like, you just you just want to be there. It's just a good place to be like, um, and something that obviously um, Dirk's done a really good job with. You just so, gotta set the yeah. standard. Like, yeah, that's a good. I, word I said it. to the start because my rule is, like, anytime we had like, because we've pretty much me and Brick, like, uh, not Brick for this instance, but the other coaches, <laughs> right? Maximinov, like, they, like, me and Brick have been there for years. Maximinov over the past few years have kind of joined in the team and been really great. My rule was always, you can't run the weight room. So we always have. There's like when we, we when we're really busy in the off season, we have one coach who's pretty much, in my opinion, who runs the weight room. We have another coach who's assisting. Right now, obviously, whoever's on shift now, this time we're in season. Every coach has been learnt enough, been you know had enough experience that it doesn't matter. There doesn't need to be another coach. You can just be a coach and intern. That's enough for them because I know I trust every staff member. But when they were first coming out, my rule was you got to be around me in the morning because I create such a high standard. Like there's no. Um, if you're fucking around, like, how do you move around the weight room? Because, like, man, it's okay when you got fucking five people, but when you got twenty athletes rolling in, right? It is energy. It's cuss, but I fucking love it. Do you know what I mean? But I have a high standard. It's like if they're sitting there talking, like, do you know what I mean? I think I don't know. I learned this off Woody. Like, fucking yell at them, tell them to hurry the fuck up and move around, and, and then they'll start moving around. Do you know what I mean, like, I just create a high standard because you know we charge a high price, but I know we're that quality. But the problem is, is the staff need to understand that every day you rock up. You know, you need to give them that quality because they're paying for it. It's a fucking service. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, yeah, they're my friends. Yeah, I want to help them. But again, it's a service. So I'm like, let's chat. Let's have fun. Let's let's get to work. But at the same time, I'm going to give you the quality. We're going to make sure you get the result. So it's like, if you're rocking in there, they're chatting a bit too much. I haven't worked around the room. I see someone who's like, he's not getting attention. Do you know what I mean? I'll be like, go get the fuck over there and help him. Tell us more about those non-negotiable standards that you hold as a head coach and just yourself, Bricker, as well as coach. Um, Okay, well... In the weight room or just in general as like at WSSC? Uh, in the weight room. Okay. Well, if you haven't spoken to every single person that's come in throughout that shift, you're in trouble. Like you've got to speak to everyone. Yep. My rule. Whether you just say, hi, how you doing? In, like, you know, chat to them a little bit. Like everyone. Everyone's got to feel wanted. Right? That's the service we give, right? You've got to get there fucking early. Like you've got to get on time. Like, like get there early. Like early is on time. Even if it's just five minutes. Like, you know, in season, we're not, it's not like we're, we're busy, but we're, we're regulated because people spread out a little bit more. So I'm like, that's no worries at all. You know, you can come in five minutes beforehand. I'll always get there 15 minutes beforehand. But you want to get there five minutes? Okay. You rock up at fucking six? Like, that's not good enough, bro. You know what I mean? Um, and I think whether you're tired, whether you're shit, like, you, you hold your fucking self. No hands in pockets. That's my biggest for even yeah. to athletes. So what I hold, for, like, this is a big thing for me. What I hold to my coaches, I also hold to the clients as well. That's why there's a reason why our clients in the morning will rock up because I, they'll do what I do and I do what they, I want them to do. You know I mean, it's just, we mimic the same standard. No hands in pockets, no fucking headphones, right? Phones yeah, away. No headphones is a biggie for me. No phones away. Don't fucking touch your phone. Put your phone fucking down. Now there's going to be a program on it. So fine. But if I see this shit, I see you slagging down, no leaning on shit. Like I don't want to see on a fucking box just sitting there like this. Nah, bro, you're looking lazy. Get the fuck up and look professional. Do you know what I mean? 
None of that shit. No hands in pockets, bro. I don't know. I just, I think it looks, doesn't look professional. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of that um, generated from your time over in Iowa. Yeah, and my dad. <laughs> I, um, my dad's, you know, I was good because I saw him as he grew up, you know, he owns his own business and he's been through many ups and downs, like many struggles as I was growing up. Um, and I think he just set that standard. Like I grew, I probably realized like I'm very similar to my dad in that aspect because, you know, this is the standard you hold and he's very professional with what he does and that, that's why he creates really good networking and things like that. So I thought I learned that from there and I think Iowa was a really big insight for that as well. Um, and so was Woody, do you know what I mean? I remember once I was fucking, <laughs> I was fucking on my phone once messaging and like I was at the gym and this was when I was a bit younger and Woody's like, put that fucking phone away. And I was like, all right, <laughs> learned my lesson after that. Do you know what I mean? So I think all my mentors have just shown me that the ones that create the results, the ones that create professionalism, it's like, you're there to give a fucking service. Like it's, we, we, ha- we create a big job and I like, in my opinion, I get it. We're just coaches, but we also change lives too. Absolutely. You know I mean? We do change lives. People get excited to come in the morning. Do you know what I mean? They create good energy. So chatting to the coaches, being professional, right? Preparing, preparing for the session. Um, and never being late on a fucking program. That's a big thing. Like, you know, none of that shit. You create the standard for your clients. They'll create the standard back to you. Love it. Yeah. What are some of your non-negotiables? Well, I feel for me, I'm going to talk about me personally in terms of my coaching. Um, something that Chris has done really well is just like, especially for staff, it's just like, this is what you got to do. And pretty much <laughs> similar to Woody, don't fuck it up. Like, it's pretty much that sort of stuff. And for me... I thought, sort of fell out of love with coaching for a little bit there last year, even um, a bit after COVID as well. And I felt like I was just like going through the motions a bit and got a severe kick up the ass from a couple, <laughs> probably dirt, like Dirk and a bit of Woody as well. Like cause I felt like I was just sort of dragging. So for him having that stuff in there, it's like made me go, fuck, got to actually switch on here and stop being a fucking dumb cunt in terms of this thing. But also just like the way I was sort of acting. So for him, it's it's been awesome. Just like the staff know what they're doing. We know our roles. Um, it's due to like our operations manager um, cares as well. Like she's like, these are your roles. This is what you're good for in the business. Structure. Exactly. Because everyone was doing too much shit. Like I, I was, was messy. Yeah. Like too many fingers and too many pies. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's doing too much fucking, like there's fucking 10 people doing this and like my best is doing this. So it's like, everyone's doing everything. So it's like non-negotiable in terms of that. It's just like, everyone's got a role. And it's okay. like, got your role in your business. You fucking do it really well. And you go from there. Um, and yeah, similar to what Dirk was saying, like, you've got these um, rules for clients and you've got these um, set things and it's like, you hit these, uh, it's perfect for us, perfect for you, you'll get better, you enjoy your time here as well and just creates that standard, like similar to what um, Dirk had at Iowa. It's like, here it's child's play, like to be perfectly honest, like here it's like not as intense as fucking yeah. Iowa. So it's like, here it's, he can go for all that sort of stuff and it gets, the standard gets raised as well and I was talking to, um, uh, so our former physio, uh, Jordan Radliff, who's like legal coach as well. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, obviously, you know, as well. Huge mental. And we're having a chat about it. And George said, um, let's pump Dirk up. He's like, oh, he could be the best young coach in Australia, period, like over the next couple of years. And I firmly believe that. Like seeing him coach. Oh. Seen him, <laughs> oh. uh, I hate emotions, but it's all right. But um, no, seriously. Like, my gears. Like <laughs> the nego- non-negotiable is like he expects these out of clients and it's like, if you don't reach those standards, well, we might not, you know, might not be able to, you know, coach anymore. Bro, or you like, might have to go to a different gym. So Legit. Like, I look, like, I'm all for people calling me out. If I fuck up, call me straight out, bro. I am far from fucking paper, but I'll be accountable on it. Didn't do this. Bang, that's fine. Didn't do this. But, like, even communication, that's another one for me. Like, 
if you don't rock up, where the fuck's the tech mes- text message? Like, wh- why are you not? Because I'm on, I'm always on point. I'm telling my athletes, this is what's happening. This is what's doing. You don't message me. What the fuck? Where the fuck are you? Yeah, and like, yeah. my rule is, it's like, if you don't want to do all this non-negotiable, that's so fine. Either go work with another coach or go fuck off. Like, that's so fine. In the nicest way possible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have no issue with it. Some people don't want it, do you know what I mean? And like, sometimes I'm a bit intense and I'm like, that's so fine. Like, I get it. And you don't have to work with me. But I'm like, that's just what I do because I know doing that methodology will lay to get the result you want. Yeah. Rick, tell us about this kick up the ass at him and what he gave you. <laughs> oh, I think, no, I think it was, it was more just like... over time. <laughs> it was a couple kicks up the ass. I, I don't think... It, uh, it wasn't like one thing. It was more just like, I think in like body language and also just the way it was sort of how I was coaching and just... I think Dirk said like one time like, what the fuck, doing this and stuff like that. So it's like... <laughs> Sorry. It's, no, it's all right. But I get a little bit intense. <laughs> but it's... um. It's more just like with their actions and it's the fact that um, ultimately I was getting a bit caught behind and just I wasn't, felt like I wasn't good enough in terms of that. So it's the way, it wasn't necessarily like verbal, but it was non-verbal. It was the way they were acting. It was, it was like, fuck, mm. um, I'm being a bit of a just diva in the way I was acting. Diva? Like, <laughs> bit, of a, <laughs> bit of a pussy, but... Uh, <laughs> no, like I think the biggest thing is that like, <laughs> We're always learning. We're always growing. Yeah. I'm always trying to give the staff more knowledge because I'm learning too. I'm trying to implement this. So I'm like, but I, even though all our athletes have individualized programs, we follow the same sort of system. We, we move around the same kind of clock of the year unless they're, you know, different like an MMA fighter. That's completely different. Mm. Do you know what I mean? As a field and court-based athlete, that's very seasonal. Do you know what I mean? We need to hold that standard. We need to do this. We need to do that. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just, you know, holding that standard. And Brick's always been fucking amazing. But like you could tell, you know, at some points he was... You know, he was falling out of love and it's like, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's where it's like, we were like, you either need to create your decision now of what you want. How'd you go with telling off your mate? Cause I, I, I get a bit weird with like fucking having tough conversations with people I love. People I don't give a shit about it. It's <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, those yeah. I love and care about, it's, it's difficult. I don't think I'm a dick. <laughs> I, I, no, don't, you're not, you're right. I don't think I'm a dick. I try to come across in a reasonable way. Like I, I try to always find out what, like why, why is this happening? You know what I mean? It's not like just because he's a fucking, like he's not a lazy guy. Brick's not a lazy guy. He works extremely hard. So I always try to come across a reasonable way. If I'm not happy with something and I want to, I'm a bit sterner better, I'll be like, this is, I'm a very upfront, like this was not good enough. But I come, I'm actually more inclined to say to the people that I love because I care about them. Yeah. And it's like, We've been through the business of ups and downs. We've seen some, like Brick's been around for so long, worked so hard. Like we, so the new staff, like Max Minov that have come in over the years, I'm, I'm strict on it because we've put our fucking balls in line. We've worked really hard. So it's like, you know, Brick's worked really hard. Kez has worked really hard. Christian's worked really hard. I've worked really hard. So to new staff that come along, it's like, and interns that come along, it's like, you know, you don't know half the shit that you got to do. So it's like, I know, I, I get it. They're mates and I love them. And I will always try to be reasonable, but sometimes like when it's like, it's not good enough, it's not fucking good enough because in the, the day it's, it's a business. Do you know what I mean? And I think you just got to try to separate that. Like when I'm like your friend, like I'm your friend, but when we're, when it's about work, it's about work. Do you know what I mean? It's not mm. got nothing to do with, you know, you're a good man or you're a shit man. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, if it's not, if the job wasn't done with the way it should have, well, that's, that's how it is. And self-reflection is mean? a big thing, Tyler, as well. So with after shifts, I know, um, so I've taken a bit of a back step in terms of coaching at Woodford and the boys have um, been hands-on for fucking ages and it's a lot more of them having like self-reflection. 
So what went well? What didn't go well? What can we do better? Mm-hmm. What do we do really well? What resonated with the clients? So that next time we do it, we'll do a lot more of that. Maybe cut out a bit of this. So it's like, yeah, you're always in that period of self-reflection as well. And I feel like it's at a good stage now that I've seen. Um, obviously, you can be like, you can say if you want, but I feel like it's at a good stage now to where everyone yeah, knows their role, but it's also just flows so well now. And stuff we can do better, but for the most part, it's... It's a lot more structure and it's a lot. Absolutely. It's good to be there. It's Has your shift to leaning into more powerlifting coaching been yeah. a part of your rejuvenation as a coach? Yeah, I reckon 100%. Like, um, so I was talking to Kez and Woody, and I'll be stopping at Woodford at the end of the year, and I feel like that's a good move for me. Um, obviously, nothing against the boys, but. No, that's a fucking legacy. <laughs> that's a fucking legacy. But we, I think we got it. It's at a stage where just you got to move on. And for me, my future is in powerlifting and just amongst. Um, the strength fortress guys and just because um, yeah as I said with the kick up the ass it was a bit where it was just like we need to just change something and for me getting hired by strength fortress was good because rejuvenation it's something I love it's something I do and my career is not in athletic development to be quite honest like I reckon it'd be a pretty uh, shit coach athletic development no, compared to like he, he's um, a fucking team. fantastic coach it's just that his love isn't there yeah, yeah. Very, Brick's very smart he downplays himself so much it actually hurts my brain <laughs> that's why I get angry at him I think half my times I've gotten angry at Brick is like Brick you are good enough not but, angry I'm just disappointed yeah. <laughs> it's I'm just therapy yeah, we gotta like talk about Brick's work so fucking hard but it's like at the same time he's okay extremely knowledgeable about athletic development but his love's not there yeah. you yeah. can't force that and I'm like, I'm so proud of Brick because it's like you're creating a move and a transition for where he wants to go. And he's created, he's worked so hard at Woodford, man. Like yeah. just grinded, worked hard. And he's not probably as stern as me on the other staff members. He's probably a little bit more gentle or to the intern. Like when an intern fucks up, I'll be angry at him. <laughs> Brick's not a real good cop. You know, it's okay. Like, you know, you do well. And I get angry at Brick sometimes. I'm like, Brick, why are you being nice to them? But like, do you know what I mean? Like, Have you ever given anyone a good rinse? Uh, nah. <laughs> a, a good bake Nah, nah. Not, uh, not that I know of Never <laughs> I'm very chill Like um, Yeah like, Oh that's okay Or he'll be like Oh I'll do that for you I'm like Brick that's the intern What are you doing I'm like um, Yeah nah that, uh, I feel like it's just Helped me a lot more In terms of like um, When I f- I was talking about this As well on our potty When I first started I was very um, Unemployable I felt like as a coach Like Even like a couple of years in I was like going to another company wasn't really an option. And I feel like now it's it's been an option for ages. It's been coaching a Fortress for about a year. And it's been so good there and everyone's, it's been such a good onboarding process. And it's at the point to where like, I can go to these places and not feel out of place. So for me, that's been the biggest part of Woodford is just self-confidence and the fact that you can fucking do this. Like, some of yourself, here Tyler, you get more confidence. Some of yourself, Dirk, obviously, <laughs> at Woodford and stuff. And Fuck. you get more confidence, you you go, fuck you, yeah, I'm actually a really good coach as well. So it's like, that's been the big thing for me personally. What do you love most about powerlifting that like fucking <laughs> draws you to it? I just lift, lift, like lifting heavy shit. That's yeah. literally it. Heavy shit with mates. That's fucking perfect. The thing that's good about it as well is I can travel to fucking gyms like this yeah. and go to like other powerlifting gyms and just enjoy it. Like that, that would be like my MO for years to come. Just go, um, do like online coaching if I can, uh, program, Train with people that I like, 
since why we came here today. Like, you're a sick cunt, so we enjoy training with you. And I'm just enjoying, like, training and just meeting new people. Too many times people are just stuck in these echo chambers where they're just, yeah. like, here, blinkers on. They don't see anyone else and they're stuck in these beliefs. Like, go out and just, like, actually meet new people and you might create better connections than you think. So that's what draws me about powerlifting. Also, the fact that I met a lot of my friends with powerlifting as well. Um, connection. Yeah, connection as well. Vasulio. yeah. He's, uh, so, yeah, and this is one of my, yeah, really fucking best mates and a couple of those other boys of culture um yeah so it's been fucking excellent so i've loved it <laughs> i've been staring at that iowa shirt for a while yeah you gotta go yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the best. tell us about your time in iowa uh man why iowa biggest takeaways um iowa at the time so i was actually supposed to go to colorado buffaloes because in 2020 right so woody went to maryland in 2012 and he he knew the head snc at Colorado because he was he was from Maryland so I was going to go there I got the position was going to go there COVID kicked in fucking that fucked off he got fired that lost it then Woody knew someone who was living in Iowa who used to work at Iowa and he said maybe you can stay with him so just email them so I was like but do I just email he's like just see what you can do so I was like I just literally searched up on their website bro I couldn't end up staying with that guy because he wasn't he wasn't there but I still tried to email them I thought so literally I just searched up people ask how did you I'm like Iowa, Hawkeyes, <laughs> emails, 2IC, email, hey, like blah, blah, blah. So just emailed him um, and, bro, it happened within four days. Email, send us your resume, resume, interview, interview on in the interview. To you. He's like, all right, let's do it. People underestimate the value of just fucking asking. Even if you think it's going to be a 99% chance, no, just ask. Bro, I like, intern now, Andy, who hopefully, you know, like he, he continues to come back to Woodford. He He's in Ohio at the moment now. I told him, I just said fucking email so he's in Ohio now. So not obviously not Iowa, but he's at an Ohio un- University because he just fucking emailed them and asked. I'm like, good on you, bro. So, and Iowa is a big fucking like college man. So Chris Doyle, who's not, who wasn't there when I was there, he was the highest paid S&C um, for many years. He was at Iowa for 22 years. He He's fucking left a legacy in fucking the S&C world of college sport. So mate, most coaches have learned off him or seen, seen shit about him. So... To be at the place where he left his systems, I was like, that would be a fucking... So he, wasn't, he wasn't there when you were there? No. Yep. So his 2IC who'd been under him for 18 years was there. Okay. Raymond Braithway. Mm. So I'm like, he's been under him. So I'm like, and he's been there for 18 years. The, the head guy now was under Chris Doyle. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Because Chris Doyle obviously left just before I went there. So I was like, man, I need to go. That was a place. I was going to stay at the play, uh, Woody's friend, but obviously that didn't work out. But it was still like, who cares? I was the fucking the school. So I was the place I wanted to go to. So I started searching up all about it. Like, you know, I, I got accepted. I was fucking excited, man. Like I, I, I organized it in January to leave in May. Do you know what I mean? So I actually left at this time last year and I was, man, I was fucking excited. I was, I was ready. Cause like, man, I was supposed to, like I said, I was supposed to go in 2020. Um, and I thought I was ready then, but fuck me, I wasn't ready. So I did a lot of work to try to prepare myself over the next few years and I remember the chat. At, I just got back from Queensland in January and Woody's like, bro, you need to go this year. He's like, you're getting stagnant. I'm like, well. Like, he threw it in my face. He's like, you're getting stagnant. He's like, you need to go. All right, that. He's like, and I was like, that was probably the best thing he said to me. He's like, you're getting stagnant. You need to fucking go be better. Because like, bro, I was comfortable at Woodford at the time, right? We had some other staff that were around that I've left at the time. And I was just like, I, I could leave. Do you know what I mean? And come back. And I was like, I probably need to go do this because it needs to level up. I need to bring something now from somewhere else. So I was like, okay, I need to go fucking do it. You said you weren't ready. Why not? 
2020? I was young, man. I was I was 18, turning 19 at the time. I I was, you know, I'd been coaching. I'd been coaching under Woody. I'd been, fuck, I was coaching for many years, learning under him, you know, during school and even out of school. I was working for him for hours, but I felt like I wanted more experience under my belt and I wanted to go there and make a mark. I, if I'd gone there at that time, I just don't, I believe I would have been an intern that came and left, but I wouldn't have been the intern that fucking people knew. And I'm like, I'm glad because there was still a lot of areas I didn't know about. And at the time before I left, I knew I wasn't strong at speed work, field work, conditioning, everything field related. So I spent the next few years fucking learning it. And that's where Jordan Rutherford was a big mentor of mine, learning everything, speed work, speed mechanics, um, speed development, um, on-field power and conditioning development, like everything that, bang, bang, bang. Because I was obviously very comfortable because Woody's probably this one of the smartest strength coaches for athletes, right? But I'm like, I needed that other component. Yep. So that's where I had to put in a lot of the work to know that because I wanted to, at that level, you got to know everything. We go into like big ventures like this with a preconceived idea in our head of what it's going to be. Was there anything that like surprised you and maybe didn't go according to plan or caught you off guard about the whole experience? Uh, I thought I was going to work hard, but you, you got to work even harder than that. Yeah, okay. Like I was ready to, like I, that was probably the hardest I've ever worked in my life. I think, look, I, I, I went there, like I said to people, you can go there, you can do it, you can come back and probably not work as hard as I did, right? But there's a lot of interns that come through. You want to be remembered yeah. and you want that as head SNC coach. Like I chat to him. I still chat to him. I can email him now. I'm coaching one of the punters from there who's come down because he's from Melbourne. So I'm coaching him while he's on off season before he goes back in the summer. That's cool. Do you know what I mean? And like they have full trust in me. I chat to him. They're like, do whatever you want. I'm like, the fact that they say that. Like, so for me, what I didn't realize is like, I'm going to work hard, but I'm going to work very hard. Like the, the yeah, You don't want to just be sitting at the back of the class and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, There's a lot of fucking work. And what I, th- like I thought I was going to work up, but I didn't realize what that was going to uh, like contain. And it was a lot of it. Because like, bro, we're up at 3 a.m. We'll start at, we'll get there 3.45, start at 4 o'clock, prepare for an hour and 45, start at 5.45, and then you'll be going till... 12 o'clock, then pack everything up till 1.30, eat lunch for 30 minutes, do all the extra work you need to, get one hour of training session. And when I say one hour, fuck me, not a minute later. You get one hour. No such thing as warm-up, bro. You're just straight into it. <laughs> you get your hour. And you have to do their program too. Yeah. Right? So an hour, smash that out, then go back and do more work. Again, it might be reading. It might be practicing stuff. Because we had 10 books, right? We had 10 one-hour videos. So one book and one one-hour video plus a review on each, plus a presentation to do every week. And you'd probably get home at six o'clock. You'd be want to be in bed by eight eight thirty. Do you know what I mean? So it was intense, very intense. That's hectic. How long did you have to sustain that for? Like, how long were you in over? Uh, so the actual program was for ten weeks, right? Yeah. I was away for three months. That was ten weeks. Um, but the summer's busy. Like the summer's their biggest period because they're going just before they get into preseason and season. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's wild. We've got one hundred twenty six athletes just football. They're building. There's everything because you're you're at their football trainings too. You know what I mean? Because again, there's extra work. The freshmen are coming in during that period of time. So there was one one day I was finishing my uni uh, and I had a uni exam, right? So I got up at three, did all the day. Um, the freshmen, that was their first day, so we had to train them separately. So we didn't finish till 8.30. I got home, um, took a nap for 30 minutes, then got up and prepared for my exam at 10 o'clock. I finished at 12. Then I got back up at three and did my next day. That was the biggest day I've ever done. The fuck? That's some Goggins, <laughs> like, uh, sat... No, what do you call it when he's um, on I got the, three hours of sleep, bro. 
fuck, mate. He's going to carry the boats. That yeah, boat that, is that he's carrying the boats and the logs. And <laughs> it's like, bro, when people be like, oh, I got, like, I got uni on, I got this, bro. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I was away in America and I finished the fucking exam. Find a way. So fuck, that's crazy. You were juggling uni at the same time as well. Yeah, bro. You just fucking get it done. Bro, there's no such thing as like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you just get it done. Like, you, if you want it, you, you'll get it done, bro. I don't, like, people are like, oh, I got uni. Like, bro, I was chatting to someone once and they're like, oh. I'm like, here's this part-time job. Oh, but I got uni. I said a part-time job, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I said, if I had to, I'd fucking do uni at 3 a.m. if I had to. And bro, my, when I was doing uni, I was doing it full-time. I never stopped doing it full-time. And then it'd be like, um, yeah, it's like, I've done all this shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I struggle to relate to people that like... It's a, well, the shit they, you've they gone through, like, You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was working morning during the day, afternoon at Woody's, and I'd go home, and I'd fucking do my uni. You know what I mean? Like... Obviously, this was before I met my partner, so I did a lot of the grind work at the start, and then, do you know what I mean? I think it pays off. I think people need to go do it. Yeah. You, if you love something enough, you will find a way. You will get it done. You know who's uh, the man on your shirt? Uh, Alex Sandalis. He he would be big into that as well, and oh, he's yeah. like, he's, he's a big one <laughs> like that, so um, shout out to the great man as well. Uh, Give another bit of love here, but uh, he'd be definitely like that as well. It's like, all right, well, you're saying these things, but it's like... Do you want to, you know, get stronger? Do you want to do this? Like, if your actions aren't replicating what you're trying to do, well, then fuck. Like, we're in an impasse here. So it's like, yeah, how bad do you want? Legit, how bad do you want? Like, I don't know. I think if I walked around like to every SNC coach and said, like, you know, do you want to go? Do you want Raymond Braithwaite to be like, you're part of the family now? Like, I'll do anything, like whatever you want for you. It's like to get that. It's like it's not as simple. Like, yeah, of course everyone wants it, bro. But like, I think the biggest thing I would taught me is you got to work fucking hard. You gotta, you gotta be willing to put it in. Like, there's no such thing as talent. There's no such thing as all this bullshit. Like, you gotta put in the hard work. You gotta, you gotta stand up, and you gotta fucking work with people. Like, they don't give a fuck who you are. They don't give a fuck, you know what you know. You just gotta rock up and do your job, and they'll like you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Respect. Nice. Oh, time to shoot, shoot break. Yeah, fuck. We'll go, oh, five more minutes, we'll go five. How much more time do we have to talk uh, shit? We'll, we'll, like, we'll go ten more minutes, fuck it. Ten more minutes, yeah, we'll, good. <laughs> Huge. We'll, just, we'll make some calls. Yeah. <laughs> we'll right, not right. going to make you late for coaching? No, nah, no, we'll be all right. Yeah. Well, how's far from here? About an hour and a bit, so we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah good. We'll get on there, good time. Um, I'm enjoying this chat. <laughs> I somewhat hate asking this question, but what do you hope the next few few years and chapters looks like in the last of Brick and Dirt? <laughs> I don't know, honestly, well... Oh, sorry, I do know, but on, create a bigger name in terms of like coaching and just be a more revered coach in powerlifting circles. And I've got this personality that's very like just happy-go-lucky and just enjoy shit, but I'm with someone that, you know, is well-respected and is someone that is seen as a big voice in terms of powerlifting and powerlifting in Australia. That's the main goal. And also, I don't know, training-wise, just keep on getting stronger, just enjoying the process and just... Being someone that people can look up to, that's a big thing as well, especially like having Woody as a big mentor. Um, something that he gets revered by a lot of people and that's what, uh, at the end of the day, I sort of want to be as well. So, yeah, in the five, ten years, keep on growing a big brand and just enjoying the process. Good for the brand. Good for the brand. 100%. So. Um, man, that's a, that's a great question. Look, I tried not to stress too much about where everything's going to go. Yeah, and, and I'm much the same. It's almost like why I hate asking it, but like just, you know, like a I, short term. Th- yeah, look, 
I'll, I'll answer that in a second, but overall, I agree. Like, I just think, like, bro, life changes, goes with ebbs and flows. Like, I just like being in the present moment. Like, yep. I just love, like, I don't even know. Like, in, in all fairness, like, if you ask me where I want to be in five years, I would say I have fucking no idea. Mm. But all I do know is my values and beliefs of I want to continue creating legacy. I want to do more workshops. I'm running one on Sunday. I'm excited yeah. for that. I want to I want to run more workshops. I want to continue to build coaches as well, not just fucking athletes like running those internships which is what we which is what we do. Um, seeing athletes grow and see the business grow as well. So, I don't know. I feel like in general, I want to continue to build my legacy of who I am as a coach and nail my fundamentals and keep learning and keep building other coaches as I do for myself and help athletes along the journey um, and make more of a Different style routine, you know what I mean? Have As I get more coaches under me, I get to be a bit more flexible with my time. But where that goes, where it be, that that's a, that's a whole different level. What will happen in five years, I have no idea, man. <laughs> I'm, I don't even like planning it. Like, I'm like, I just like to, what do I need to get done? Yep. What's happening in this moment? Like, I don't know. I used to think like that. I used to think like you'd have to know in two years what you want to do or one year. Like, I wanted to do the internship, I did it. You know what I mean? I'm now doing what I need to do. Like, it doesn't mean I don't have goals in life, but at the same time, I'm like, I have a goal for today. I need to get that done. Yeah, that whole, like, where do you see someone three years shit really, really... Speaking of, grants my gears. <laughs> because then it's really like, are you actually banks? Yeah. Because then yeah. I come I come from a place of like, I don't know, like I love the idea of like, you know, working hard, you know, killing it. Like I do, bro. I work very hard. But at the same time, like I just like, I enjoy it. And it's not, I'm not working hard for the future. But I am at the same time. I'm working hard because I'm enjoying it now. And shit changes. Like, you know, three years ago, no plans of being sitting in this seat right here, right now. 100% bro. Yeah. I not didn't think I'd be in this seat right <laughs> now. Fuck yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah. like Five years ago, would you have anticipated, Brooke, that you'd be leaving Woody's, going to train at a powerlifting gym? Nah. Coach out of a powerlifting gym? Yeah, like, literally, no. <laughs> it's like, crazy how it goes. Yeah, I just feel, you know what I mean? And I think trying to, like, I think I think when we, you know, like, I'll, you've got to work hard because it's going to give you benefits later on in the future. Mm. I have no doubt about it. But if you don't enjoy working hard for the now, then it becomes a bit of an issue. Because then it's like, are you only living for the future or are you living because you enjoy the process? Do you mean, I I think so many people fall in the trap of, I'm working hard now so I can be happy later. I'm working hard now so I can enjoy it later. Or, but then that that ideology will never, you'll never be happy, ever. Ever, 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 ever. If you work hard now because you enjoy the process of just growing and maybe one day you know that you're not going to have to work as hard, that's okay. That's how I see it. Like I enjoy working hard because I love fucking building and I'm in a place in my life where I think I really enjoy the building blocks because I'm, I'm growing from my, you know, from my child and growing up, I'm growing in the way I, you know, work, I'm growing in my relationship. You know what I mean? That's what I love. And I'm in those building blocks, but do I, I do care where it goes in the future, but at the same time, that'll sort itself out. I'm growing now because I like growing now. Nice. This has been epic. I fucking have like 20 other things I could chat about right now that I want to <laughs> chat about. I've got to let Brick get coaching. Fuck yeah. Quickly, boys. Well, do we have any questions like from... I uh, No, no. I mean like fucking one rogue one, man. So oh, I didn't yeah. even write it, write it down. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> You're right. Where can the people find oh. you? What are you doing? Uh, so at Jay Homiletti. Um, so you follow me on Insta. Um, Jeremy Boyzilla on Facebook. <laughs> That's about it to be honest. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, uh, what, what's the name of the gym? Strength Fortress. Strength Fortress. Um, cool. Yeah. So in Maidstone. So uh, Keith cool. Street in Maidstone. Cool. Uh, and yeah, you can find me at I don't know fucking twenty other gyms. Uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm training at a ton at the moment. So um, yeah. mainly a strength culture. 
um, coaching at Strength Fortress if you're in the Maidstone area. You guys want to come down? Um, so in the West. So it might not be the people that watch this. <laughs> might not be around there. But um, yeah, other than that, you can just find me there. Good. Dirk, where can uh, we find you? Where uh, are you going? Coach Dukranis, uh, D-I-K-R-A-N-I-S, because no one can spell. Um, <laughs> yeah, just find me there. We'll look at the WSSC page, Woodford SSC, um, and just find me there. You can chat. Love it. Love it. Fuck. I'd love to keep this going, boys. Yeah. I don't want to make you late. I oh, know. Yeah. Oh, we talked for two hours. We could I know, bro. I feel bad. I keep just chatting. Once you get me excited on Twitter, so just... <laughs> no, nah, that, that, that's a potty, though. You can do it. Yeah. Like, There's no rules. Exactly right, yeah. There's no rules, man. <laughs> me and Dirk, are we going to do some lifting lifting? Olympic lifting. Yeah? You got yeah. time? Got time for an ollie? I'll watch you. I'll watch you do a couple of ollies, bro. Fuck yeah. I want some coaching. Some yeah, bro. I'll help you out. Done. Done. Thank you very much for oh, having yeah, us on bro. the potty. Appreciate yeah, it, bro. Let's do this again. Thank you.